Hello, and welcome to day two of the three-day marriage boot camp. So yesterday, we had a great time, and we talked about how negative thoughts can affect your marriage and how it can have a negative effect on your marriage. So today, we're going to talk about why you should stop focusing on the problems in your marriage if you want to improve your marriage. Okay, yeah, I know this sounds crazy, but it's not as crazy as it may sound. Hear me out. So here's the thing. Focusing on problems in your marriage will only make things worse in your marriage. How do I know this? Because when we focus on problems, that's all our mind can see, problems. We can't even think of solutions to how to make things better because all we're seeing are problems. So the other day I was in my car and I noticed that the gauge, the temperature gauge in my car was slowly creeping toward hot, right? And I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on because normally, I'm going to be honest, the gauge doesn't move. But I noticed it would go over a little bit, maybe two spaces, and then it would go back. And then it would go over two and go back. So I started to freak out. And in my mind, I was just like, oh my goodness, the gauge is moving. And so I started to obsess on the gauge, right? I started staring at it, go back and forth. And at the time, I was taking my kids to school. And what we had, what you call car lines. And I had two separate schools to go to. So I went to the first school, and the car line was really long. And it's a high school, so you have to drive all the way around to the back or whatever. And so the whole time, I am focusing and concentrating and putting all my efforts on this one little gauge that's going up and down, up and down. And it just kept freaking me out. And I was like, oh, I hope nothing happens. I don't want to get stuck. So my mind was going a million miles a minute. So I was went to the first car line. We finished. I got out. And then I took my daughter to her school, my youngest to her school. And... The whole time obsessing. So by the time I dropped my daughter off at her school, I was freaking out. So I went to the mechanic immediately. I drove it to a mechanic and I had them look at it. But the whole time, all of the negative thoughts were in my mind. Like, what if I break down? What if it's something that needs to be fixed that is like seven, ten thousand dollars $10,000? I just didn't want to think about that. But you know how your mind does this to you. And each time I saw the little gates go up by one, my anxiety increased. And so by the time I got there, I told the guy what was going on and he looked at it. He said, oh, okay. So he said, there's nothing really wrong. He said, you just need some coolant. Your coolant is running low. And I was like, oh, that's it? He's like, yeah, you just need coolant. So he put coolant in the car. And then while I was there, I just got my oil, oil changed. But just that small thing of putting coolant in a car stopped my gauge from moving up and down. And it made me realize how sometimes we can spend so much time focusing on problems until we can't even see solutions or we imagine things that have not happened that we think could happen. So when you focus on problems in your marriage, you get like I get. You know, when you see problems, you start to stress about it. You start to obsess about these problems. You start to let yourself go, become depressed, anxious. You have all of these feelings about problems that you see happening in your marriage. Now, depending on the amount of time that's passed since these problems started, your anxiety level may be low or it could be high. Because if you're in a situation or if your marriage has been going through a rough spot for a little bit, like a couple years, then yeah, your anxiety is going to be high. The way you view yourself is going to be pretty low because we have not taken the time to take care of ourselves or anything that we need to do because we're so focused on one thing, which is the problem in your marriage. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that you should ignore the fact that there are problems in your marriage. You should pay attention to that. But what I am saying is that spending too much time 
and energy focusing on the problem can be detrimental and counterproductive to your marriage. So remember when I was telling you about my car and how I kept obsessing about the gauge going back and forth? So if I had just looked at the gauge, noticed it was going back and forth, and I was like, oh, you know what? I need to take it to the mechanic to see what's going on. If I had not, if I didn't focus on that problem so much, then I could have still taken it to the mechanic and I could have still got the coolant in it and been okay without all the extra stress and anxiety. So what I'm saying is it's okay to recognize that there are problems, but that is counterproductive and detrimental to your marriage to focus on the problems. So instead of focusing on the problems in your marriage, I would encourage you to take a step back and start working on yourself and begin doing things that make you feel good about yourself. Now, the reason I say this is because the problems in your marriage, a lot has to do with you and some has to do with your spouse. So here's the thing, we can't change our spouse. We can't make them do the thing that they need to do to make the marriage better. But here's the thing, we gotta look at ourselves. We're not perfect, right? And we have to fix us. We have to work on things we could do differently and become the best version of ourselves so that our marriage can be better. Because if you're the best version of yourself, then 50% of the problem is eliminated because it takes two people to argue, two people to not trust, two people to do a lot of these things that need to be done in marriage. It takes two people in a marriage. So if things aren't right and if things aren't what you want them to be in your marriage, then we can't blame our spouse. Yeah, they could be a problem. They're probably a problem in the marriage, but we are too. We're not perfect. We each contribute different things in our own way. So even if you don't start the argument, the way we react to it might not be very helpful, you know? So it's just something that we need to take a step back and look at it. And when I say look at it, like look at yourself, like what am I doing that's not making me happy? Think about what makes you happy. Think about things you want to do. Now, believe me, I have been right where you are right now. And I know how exhausting it can be to go through problems in your marriage for a long period of time. This can take a toll on you physically and emotionally, which is not helpful since you need to be in a good emotional space during this time so that you can work on your marriage. So the reason your efforts to work on your marriage has not been successful is because you're trying to work on your marriage from a place of mental exhaustion or emotional distress. It is almost impossible to begin the hard work of working on your marriage if you are in a state of emotional distress. So if you want your marriage to get better, then instead of focusing on the problems of your marriage, here's what I need you to do. I want you to work on your body, your mind, and your soul. And when I say work on your soul, I mean emotionally and spiritually. So let's start with body. What do I mean when I say work on our bodies? Okay, so I'm not calling anyone overweight. I'm not telling people what they should do or anything for health reasons. I just know that when you exercise, you are in a better place. When you exercise, your mind has time to think. You have time to relax. You get are less stressed when you spend time exercising. Exercise is good not just to lose weight, but it's good to keep you emotionally whole. And that's why exercise is important. So while you're going through this time, I want you to work on your mind, your body. I want you to exercise. I want you to eat healthy. I need you to drink water. I need you to take care of you. Because if you're taking care of your body and you're feeling more energetic, you have more motivation, you're happier, you feel better about yourself, then it's going to be easier to make better decisions. So number one, I need you to work on your body. Number two, work on your mind. Now, when I say work on your mind, it's a lot of things that go into this. First, you need to work on how we view things. We need to change our mindset about certain things. And when I say change your mindset, instead of telling ourselves, 
this is never going to work. This problem is going to be here forever. Change your mindset. This problem may not be here. I mean, it might be here forever, but it may not be here forever. So we can't tell ourselves this is going to be here forever if we don't absolutely know that's what it's going to be. So we can look at it in terms of this is temporary. And we can look at things like, what do I need to do to make myself happy? What can I do that I've always wanted to do? When you're working on your mind, you're also thinking about things that you've always wanted to do but never had a chance to do. You're thinking about goals. You're thinking about doing things that make you happy, projects, um, passion projects, anything that you've ever wanted to do, career changes, anything that you've ever wanted to do, but because you felt like you couldn't do it, you didn't do it. So you work on your mind. Put yourself in a mindset of this is temporary and yes, I can do this. I can do that. We can get through this. We can work on this. We can work on that. I also want you to think about things you can do differently, like self-assessment. And the reason I say this, because any relationship that you're going to be in, I am sure that there are things that you know that needs to change, right? I know personally for me, there are a lot of things that I need to work on in myself. So what you can do is start working on those things that you see in yourself that probably need to change. Be more relaxed. Do things. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. When you are doing these things, then you're also putting your mind in a better space. It's easier to think rationally. It's easier to make those hard decisions. And I said this is going to be a lot of work to work on your marriage, right? It's going to be hard work. Some of the hardest work you've ever done. But it can also be some of the most rewarding work. Not just because you're improving your marriage, but because you are becoming a better version of yourself. You're becoming the person you've always wanted to be. And that is why this work can be difficult, but it can also be rewarding. And finally, work on your soul. Now, when I'm talking about working on your soul, I mean both emotionally and spiritually. So all of your emotional triggers, the things that you see that you struggle with, work on those things. And that may mean working with me to get the help of a coach to help you work through some of these emotional traumas that you've experienced. Um, it could be maybe you're reading a book or maybe you are listening to podcasts or whatever it is that you think you need to do to get yourself in that place emotionally where you're emotionally healthy, then do that. It may take journaling. It may take prayer, meditation, yoga, whatever it takes for you to get where you need to be emotionally, that's what you need to do. And finally, when I say spiritually, I am not trying to make you become a Christian. I am not trying to make you do anything. But what I'm saying is exercise gratitude. Realize that there is a higher power. If you are spiritual, then talk to God. Ask him for guidance. Ask him for help. Make sure you incorporate this in your life. Spend some time alone in prayer or meditation or doing yoga or whatever it is that you need to do, journaling. Make sure that you have that time and that space so that your mind can be in a good place and that you can spiritually connect. By taking the focus off the problems in your marriage and by putting the focus on becoming a better version of yourself, you will not only increase your emotional health and well-being, but you will be in a better space to work on your marriage. Your homework assignment for tonight is for you to write down five ways that you can begin to work on your body, mind, and soul. I need you to write down five things for each of these categories. Now remember that working on your soul will have 10 things for you to write down because working on your soul includes working on yourself emotionally and spiritually. If you would like to work with me to help you begin to work on your marriage, make sure that you click the link below to schedule a 15-minute discovery call to see how I can help you improve your marriage.